All right, welcome back to The Lost Previews, where we talk about the preview chapters of The Lost Metal, book four of Mistborn Era 2. My name is Danielle, also known as Fell Candy, and with me, we have Marvin. Hi, I'm Felio. Uh, this week, we're going to be going over chapters 14 and 15 of The Lost Metal, and as We've stated before, there will be some greater Cosmere spoilers. So if you don't want to risk it, uh, that is your cue. <laughs> yep, definitely. <laughs> so, Marvin, if you would like, we could have our summary for chapter 14. Yeah, sure. So chapter 14 is another Wayne chapter. And so Wayne is out on the streets in the financial district of Ellendale, and like he says he's attending a funeral. And he arrives at the Drunken Spur, which is a sort of upscale cafe that imitates the sort of rough style. So all the waiters are dressed in a rough style, or what they think is a rough style. And he's there to meet Renette and Chexie, who is uh, Renette's girlfriend, by the looks of it. And they talk a little first about the breakup of Milan and Wayne. But then the topic moves on to Wayne's visits to Eldriandra, this girl he always goes to visit and drops the money off. Like his trials is what he calls them. And Chexie talks about how, like, he should think about what Ariandra might be thinking or if she even wants it. And then eventually he leaves the restaurant again. Like, he doesn't really want to confront this so much. And he runs into two men in bowler hats. And they he saw them beforehand. And apparently there's accountants or something like that. So <laughs> they take him because they must talk about his finances with him. And that's where the chapter ends. Yeah, so continuation from the breakup scene between Wayne and Milan. And in typical Wayne fashion, mm -hmm. he seems to be doing some a bit of escapism, pretending, making this like funeral yeah. for his relationship. Yeah. Although I at first thought he was referring to the relationship there with the funeral, but at the end... He talks about how, like, the Wayne everybody knew was dead. So I wonder whether that is what this funeral is about. I mean, it's also mm -hmm. for the relationship, but also sort of this Wayne who previously was in this relationship is dead to him now. And so he's a new person, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, this is what he's referring to there. But yeah, I agree that this escapism is a really good word term for it because we always had this sort of with the first chapter we had for... Um, Wayne, when he visited the girl, it was like his trial. And also when he was at this one bar, it was like the temple of the common man and things like that. So mm -hmm. I feel like this is in the same sort of yeah vein as these other ones, but this one is a lot more toned down. And like as Renette and Chexie say themselves, like he's maturing a little bit at least. So that is something good to see. So it's not like over the top like the last ones. Our last chapters we had from yeah. Mimbra. Yeah. I I agree. And Wayne maturing is his in his opinion, him dying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I really like how Jax, who is a character we must talk about, yeah. <laughs> um, Jax mentions to him, like, how do you think she feels? You can put yourself into the minds of so many people. Why aren't you doing that for Alriandra? And she mentions that it seems to be more like a penance for himself mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with her. It's really all about him and he's kind of making it a selfish thing. Yeah. And I mean, we saw this the 
in the one chapter where we had him go there, the girl doesn't want to see him really, and like mm -hmm. it's all about him, as he says to himself, his trial to to go mm -hmm. there and make up for or make up for what he did to her father. But it's really mm -hmm. just about him and yeah, making him feel better. I'm surprised. Well, not surprised, I guess, <laughs> but it this has been going on for years and years and years and it still happens and i don't know how he hasn't got it through his head that this <laughs> girl does not want him to keep coming by as a reminder yeah. yeah i i don't know i mean it's also like renette talks about or they talk a little bit about because of course he was into renette for a long time mm -hmm. and tried to woo her and like they talk about how he didn't even flirt with her or anything in some time But in his inner monologue or like in his thoughts, he still clearly isn't fully over her. Like he, he at least there are some things where I think, okay, yeah, he, he hasn't, still hasn't really internalized that no, there's no chance he'll ever get with Renette because mm -hmm. she has a girlfriend and isn't into men at all. So there is no way they could ever end up together. And, and he's matured some there, but I feel like still in, at his core, he still doesn't want to realize it fully unfortunately i i was more under the impression that he has realized it because he does i mean he obviously is checking her out he's mm -hmm. attracted to her but he's not doing it in a way of saying like how can i get her back or anything like that True, so yeah. i mean i i i think that brandon sanderson has heard a lot of criticism about wayne and so maybe this is his way of kind of um reversing that a little bit because when has been quite aggressive towards her mm -hmm. and pursuing her when she has made it abundantly clear and in the same way he's being very aggressive toward this Alreandra girl who has made it clear to leave her alone and so this is kind of showing his growth i think and mm -hmm. um his ma ma maturing as a kind of emotionally stunted man yeah it's uh, funny that you bring this up actually because i feel like checks in this way is sort of an insert for the audience almost <laughs> like mm. because she brings up all the uh, a lot of the points that people who don't like wayne generally bring up mm -hmm. and like have you thought about what Ariandu thinks and things like that so i i like her a lot in general and mm -hmm. um, i do agree with you uh, that this feels like brenton's answer to yeah basically all this uh criticism i guess of wayne or like i think way uh, brent has always been aware of these criticisms and mm. aware how wayne is a is an odd character in that sense and yeah i think like at this point we, we must get somewhere because we only have one book left with wayne where he gets some sort of improvement on that front yeah one book left that we know <laughs> of <laughs> true yeah maybe maybe we've seen him somewhere else <laughs> Speaking of Jax or Jaxi, great character. I really like her. She's so gracious. She's insightful. And she's a really good compliment to Renette, who is a lot more mm. gruff. And I love when Wayne is describing her kind of in his narrative, uh, how she she likes sparkles and adults should be able to wear what they want. And I just, I really like her. And I really hope that we see a little bit more from her uh, later on. Yeah, I hope so too, yeah. Maybe like when Wex goes over to Red's shop to pick up some new weapon or whatever or discuss mm -hmm. a weapon design, I too hope we see her again. And mm -hmm. 
And it's also like that she's the one who picked this restaurant because she likes this rough style and it's like she's a proper Ellendale girl, I feel like. While, of mm. course, Wex, Wayne, and to some extent, Renette are more like, yeah, rough around the edges, I guess is how you could say it. And mm. uh, it's, yeah, it's also funny to me that they have themed restaurants at all. Like, that's such a very modern thing, I feel like, but I guess it's always been a thing in some form mm. in our society. So, yeah. <laughs> I like I like seeing restaurants in fantasy. I think we saw it in Warbreaker where they had menus and mm-hmm. people could order food. And in this one, they have a theme and waiters <laughs> and like the typical like a host and a coat check and everything. So it's yeah. it's just fun fun to see and it fits the setting really well. Mm-hmm, agreed. Yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say about chapter fourteen? think i've pretty much hit all my topics yeah me too apart from like the last sentences where like these accountants i guess come up i wonder Mm. whether that's wayne saying they're his accountants but they're really like i don't know some people he owes money to and they come to gather him up to bring them Mm. to to their boss or did he inherit anything or like is he actually wealthy because he never does anything with the money because he just steals from people so I don't know. <laughs> I I definitely feel like they're legit investors or, you know, money mm-hmm. managers because I have dealt with people like that <laughs> where they're like, oh, your lack of diversification is a crime and we have to talk about your investments and like, like money is everything to them. And mm-hmm. Wayne is a very wealthy person now, apparently. So he, he views them as like... <laughs> I annoyances so, yeah. <laughs> i think it like it was like a fun sort of the chapter start with like he said he was running away from some people in bowler heads and like the first association i had is it is that he's in trouble somehow and then this mm. resolution at the end i found it quite funny yeah but that's about it from me as well for this chapter so for chapter 15 moving along we have a wax chapter they are continuing with their their experiment that we were very excited to see. And they're observing the reaction between the trellium and the harmonium. And the trellium spike is moving away, like being repelled by the harmonium or from the harmonium. Alik brings down some baked goods and Marisi and Alik are flirting on screen a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then a familiar person arrives, Vendel, in a different body. He arrives and hands Marcy a note that they had recovered from the set during that escapade that they were having. And then um, Wax is doing a demonstration of an experiment that he kind of made a, a little bit of breakthrough with the harmonium, where it separates not fully, but seems to be turning into its two separate components, but he's not able to fully break them. So he's setting up an experiment with the trellium spike to see if the trellium spike's uh, reaction with it can cause them to separate. Marisi mentions that she has this note. She talks to Wax about it and they see a symbol that looks very familiar to to them in some way. And then uh, they leave. Wax sets a timer for his experiment and a big explosion happens. And then they go back to investigate the reaction. Yeah, so where to even start with this one? There's so much packed in. I guess starting from the top, Trellium, we saw it 
repelling from other metals or other spikes beforehand. And so in general, it appears to be repelled by investiture in some capacity. Like harmonium is mm. raw investiture in some way because it's the body of a god. So it's it's raw investiture in, in, in the form of matter. And all the ch spiked, uh, charged spikes also repel it. And when mm. wax is doing allomancy. So it appears to be repelled by either investiture in general or some sort of like foreign investiture, I guess you could say. If it's like not from mm. Trell, I could see that. Yeah, yeah I had a, a little thought that maybe Trellium, as all of the theories assume, or many of the theories assume, that Trellium is autonomy's metal. And mm -hmm. so autonomy being kind of control over oneself and individual aspects um, and it was being repelled by the fact that harmonium is a combination but then when wax was burning his metal it reacted the same way just to which i would assume with alamancy it would just be preservation so i i don't know exactly what's happening but wax does mention that it's like a magnetism which I have mentioned before. <laughs> yeah. so, so, um, and he says, as you're pushing them mm -hmm. closer together, the, the force between them is even further or even stronger. So, Yeah, and he also theorizes about like something about them being or having the same charge in some form. Like if you have, I don't know, something electrically charged and the magnet feels like or the, the, they repel each other if they're at the same charge, mm -hmm. or of course the same poles of a magnet of two separate magnets repel each other. But that doesn't really track to me because like what would be the same charge in the trellium in this case? Like mm -hmm. uh, would this imply that two hemologically charged spikes that have the same attribute in them would also repel? Like, I don't feel like that's a thing. So mm. we also, I guess we have never seen other God metals interacting in this way so maybe they all repel each other but yeah mm -hmm. i feel like it's either an inherent thing of like trellium as a as yeah i don't know as a thing that trellium does that it repels or is repelled by investiture which uh, i think rex also th thinks about like how it's possible to detect elements with this in some capacity maybe or if it's yeah something more to do with the charge in it like i'm not sure about what I want to think there. <laughs> yeah, and obviously Wax doesn't know either. But we do oh, yeah. see, uh, we have seen um, god metals or god lights or certain types of matter of shard material mm -hmm. <laughs> and investiture intermingling and um, kind of having to be woven together in a certain pattern. So I don't know if maybe it's just a, a nature of trellium itself where it reacts to other things that are just in general invested. So maybe it's just that's the charge is if it's invested or not, mm. maybe. I was reading Bands of Morning and I was just on the chapter where um, Marisi discovers that the cube has a little switch in it and that, that grenade that they coined might have something to do with it because it kind of has a similar like mechanical reaction where you can turn it on or mm -hmm. off. And so I was thinking maybe it has something to do with that as well. Yeah. So it's because you brought up the, the different lights and things that we saw interacting. I was reminded that we have 
Raisium or, or Raisium, we saw some of it in Rhythm of War, and it seemed to be able to like conduct investiture in a way or like have investiture flow through it and somewhat, I think, unidirectionally as well. So this to me seems to imply that maybe it is just Trellium that is like, I don't know, maybe because it is of autonomy, it is the metal that gets repelled by other investitures. Or other or investiture in general, and like that each god metal has some sort of interaction it does with investiture. So maybe I don't know a hypothetical unity shard or whatever if it existed, mm -hmm. because that's something that people theorize. It could like attract investiture maybe like that because that's sort of in the spirit of unity. I don't know, but uh, I do mm -hmm. think that would track if like each god metal had some functionality beyond I don't know being a god's metal. I guess. Well, it's it's magic. So mm -hmm. it, it while Brandon Sanderson likes to play with the laws of physics and stuff, magic doesn't follow <laughs> real physics. So he can kind of make up whatever it is. So it really is just theorizing about it until a scientist in world can oh, yeah. tell us what it is. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Which is why I love reading about the waxes and the crisses and the Navani's of the world. Oh yeah, you know I'm also I just love that Vendel is showing up again because mm -hmm. he's the one in Bands of Morning who like explains identity and shows him these slides on the projector and everything. So he's I feel like very scientifically minded Kandra, mm -hmm. and I love that we see him again. And I also love that he's the one who's apparently been assigned to Marasi's mission. So we see more of him, and I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like Vendel, even though he's supposed to be this annoying character. He's a great little personality spice to sprinkle around the scene, especially when he's talking to Alik about <laughs> how their masks might be a part of the skeleton and may I buy one? And Alik's like, uh, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Only after you die. Only after you die. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely, like, I don't know, I just like him. All, all the Kandra, they mm. all have their little own personality and i like that a lot yeah so and they're all a little quirky because i don't yeah. know i guess being immortal does that to you that you sort of bring all the quirky sides of you to the front and develop mm -hmm. them more <laughs> i really like how sanderson writes them as being characters rather than mm -hmm. just a monster or a creature that shows up and drops the information and then yeah. leaves no they're they're characters and they're interacting with everybody and they have their own you know story so it kind of just fills it out a little better. I like yeah. that. And I also love that they are sort of infiltrating regular society a little bit because when 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 Del tells Marasi that like about her her kerfuffle with the set and everything, and like how mm -hmm. he just casually drops, Oh yeah, we have people watching you and like this one constable who's watching her, like, Oh, I had lunch with her only last week. And so yeah, of course you did. Like I, I liked it a lot that they do actually do something in society and not just like I don't know, assassins and whatever they were in the, in the or I guess they weren't assassins because they couldn't kill people, but like, yeah, I don't know, informants and whatever in, in the final empire mm. times. Yeah. We have the name of another Chandra, Lee Mar, mm -hmm. who is Cassie, Cassie, Cassie Cassilu. Cassie sure. Yeah. <laughs> French pronunciation probably. But. And, and Marcy had absolutely no idea, which means that the Chandra are doing their job as they should. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. 
And then, and then Vendel, his descriptions are just hilarious. Like the description that he's the type of person whose entire bearing screams, <laughs> I fact check people's jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like, just just paints a picture in my mind. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. I know people like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then poor Alik hurting his feelings, saying like he offers him a biscuit, chocolate biscuit or oh, chocolate yeah. biscuit. And he's like, oh, horrible. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the, the, they only eat like left or what's it, corpses and whatever, like um, mm, rotten carrion. Meat. Carrion, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. I just love the country and him in particular. We have to talk a little bit about the note that he delivers. Absolutely, <laughs> the mysterious symbol. Yeah, and it also like the note reads: "We are watching Marasi, and we are impressed." So, <laughs> without. Touching on the symbol first, this sounds a lot like certain messages that Shalan receives from the ghost bloods, mm. I think. Like the, yeah. the rhetoric, I guess, is very ghost bloody. And yeah, a symbol of three interlocking diamond sort of looking things. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> and basically, Wax, when he thinks about what it reminds me of, it's going to be that Merwill flower that we we see has been shown on the secret history yeah. hardcover and the audiobook yeah so uh, this marble flower is so we got as you said we got it in secret history and the on the cover of this new hardcover and it basically it, it looks exactly like the ghost blood symbol in a way and so of course we know that Kelsia is the founder at least the leader of the ghost bloods and probably the founder at this point and yeah, it is obvious that he would use Merwill flowers as his inspiration because this is like mm. his reminder of Mare and whatever. And so... Not Mitsubishi. Yeah, <laughs> not Mitsubishi. <laughs> not, not at all. I don't know how I feel about the Ghostbloods trying to recruit, recruit Marasi, but, I mean, there's only so many secret societies that Brandon mm. can introduce, so I guess it's good that he's cutting it down a little bit of introducing new ones. <laughs> Well, we don't know what their primary goal is, but we do know that they're looking for certain individuals who fill out their ranks, fill certain things that they need. So they have Shalon from the Stormlight Archive, and um, they're recruiting her, and she's kind of a researcher. She's got her own skill set. Uh, Marisi is very, well, she's very good detective. She's very analytically minded and she has cadmium. So she has a very unique and seemingly rare ability that she's kind of become very good at using as we've seen in the fight sequence in earlier chapters. And I don't know how she will help them because we know that they're wanting to be able to basically transport investiture, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that one of, that's one of their goals. And so how is Marisi going to kind of fit into that puzzle that we don't really know what the final picture is going to look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess in turn, we don't really know how like directly Kelsia or during this mission is sort of, or Kelsia's mission, I guess, for, for why he founded the Ghostplatz, I guess, was or is a primary, I don't know, sort of target for them. 
on how much they act independently. Like, mm -hmm. is it, I don't know, 10 links down the chain? Is somebody re trying to recruit Marasi or is it like top down, Kelsia or whoever, uh, mm -hmm. other people who are in charge are going, okay, we need that that person in our ranks. And yeah, it's very opaque at this point, but... Mm -hmm. exactly the structure of the ghost plots is the person who showed up outside of the speed bubble we don't know exactly who it is but it'll be interesting to see if it's going to be a brand new character or if it's someone that we've already seen in oh yeah mm -hmm. recent books yeah definitely excited to find out who they are but yeah at this point we don't have any character that like dresses in a black ma or like mm. cloth mask or whatever with a whale mm. so well yeah that might yeah. just be because they're hiding their features or they don't want to be recognized or uh, maybe they have something that's uh, identifying about them. So they need to cover that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just because masks are cool. <laughs> maybe. <yeah. laughs> it is quite interesting that Harmony apparently forbids the Conjurer from talking about the ghost bloods, or at least like Vendel mm -hmm. says, like he can't talk about it. And it does make me wonder like how, Pissed, says it is at Kelsia. Like, is he mm. approve? Does he approve of the ghost bloods? Doesn't he? Well, how much do they know about them? Because they they do know something. If he can forb forbids them from talking about it, so says it in Kelsier's dynamic is. I mean, says it was so loyal to Kelsier, and it's interesting because they even kind of mention that it's a bit of a secret crush. Maris <laughs> mentions that nice to know we're working for the defense of the planet itself while God is acting like a child with a secret crush. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like he's like, Oh, um, <laughs> playing high school politics here about Kelsier and doesn't want anybody to talk about him. Or it's interesting that it's kind of transparent to the, the characters that says it is, being sketchy with the information. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, in general, like how Vandal talks about Harmony, he's like, oh, it's like he's very dismissive of all the theories that Wax has and the, the others have. So, I mean, I guess it's unprecedented for them to like, have another god like coming to that uh, territory. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a little odd. And I mean, I hope we find out more about that dynamic in this book, but maybe it will have to wait for, I don't know, Secret History 2 or whatever to, to really uh, do a deep dive into it. We know from the blurb that they're trying to recruit Marcy to save the planet by any means necessary, which obviously sounds very Kelsier. So <laughs> very. I'm, I'm thinking that she's going to have to step very lightly with them because they're going to try and use her in ways that she may not agree with. I agree with you that, that she should probably do that, but I'd also find it interesting like if she just fully buys in and is like, okay, yeah, sure, I can go along. Because we sort of have this like mistrusting and, I don't know, playing hide-and-seek a little bit with Shalan before. So mm -hmm. it would be at least different or, I guess, interesting to see another dynamic between a new Ghostblood recruit and them. So I don't know. I I could see it g uh, go either way, but I I could also see Marais being like, yeah, okay, sure. Well, it sounds like an adventure, and I'll go along there. I don't know. <laughs> and where Mar Marcy is going, we're probably going to see Wayne following as well. And Wayne seems a little more susceptible to possibly following these 
unorthodox methods that they might have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially in the emotional state that he's in now. I mean, mm-hmm. feeling like he's at his funeral and getting dumped. I hadn't even like thought about that yet, that Wayne might also be at least somehow involved there with her recruitment. Or like, he mm. obviously will notice it or be yeah, involved somehow. I mean, they weren't they weren't talking about Wayne in their letter mm-hmm. or anything, but we've seen Marcy thinking about Wayne and thinking about how he's improved so much with his medal, and he's you know kind of coming into his own as a constable, a Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so he's shown improvement to Marcy enough that she's you know, thinking about it. So maybe because she works with him, she kind of sees how much he's improved, but the ghost bloods don't because they're just kind of looking at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Excited to find out more <laughs> and see more of the ghost bloods. Absolutely. So uh, one thing that I want to talk about this, in, with this chapter is this experiment that Rex sets up with the harmonium where he seems to, like, he takes a little lump of harmonium, puts it between or like into an electrical circuit and has current path through it is how I understand it. And what it appears to be doing is that at some point, or like when he pulls it apart, at some point there seem to form two distinct halves, which one of which glows, I don't know, blue, I think, or slightly blue and the other silvery. And this, or bluish, I guess. And this seems to align with descriptions of atium and lerasium. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's like, that's the gist of it. I can see what he's trying to do with Mm -hmm. the trellium. He's trying to like do that final little push to separate the two beads. Yeah. And I was just thinking like how crazy would be if he does manage it? Like, would he burn it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) become a misborn? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I'm, I would. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely would too. Like, or I, 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 I guess, yeah. I, I split it. I don't know. Give some to Steris because sure, she she can be an answer and then take some myself. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but I'm hmm, how to put this? Like, it's weird that this has any effect at all. I mean, I guess it's magic and whatever. But we never really have seen electricity interact properly with investiture. So I wonder mm-hmm. how that works in general. Like, are there sort of investiture electrons and charges and whatever that move around if you apply normal current? And yeah, I don't know. I think usually separating charges like that doesn't work this way. <laughs> like you'd need some sort of oh, my my physics or electricity classes are a long time have been a long time ago. You need some a capacitor, I think, for separating charges. I might be totally wrong there, but it's not as simple as like, if you have a continuous circuit, you are not separating charges there. Like you'd need some sort of separation in the first place, but maybe mm-hmm. that pulling apart is doing that for this case. I don't know, but it's it's odd that you would somehow get like separate, separate aspects of the metal, I guess, just mm-hmm. from electricity. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know enough about electrical engineering to be <laughs> able to make any comment about that. I thought that electrical currents was the only way that they could heat it up enough because they didn't, you know, by conventional means. Yeah. 
I thought that was the only reason why they were using electricity to mold, because they were talking about molding harmonium into two beads mm -hmm. or two spikes or, you know, pulling another spike out of it or something. So I thought that was basically, they found the only way that they could heat it up enough. Hmm. And then I was, I was laughing so much about <laughs> when he says, it's just a small little bit. How much energy could oh, one yeah. piece of metal contain? It's like, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ali, he's like, um, let's just um, be very far away when he oh, yeah. does yeah. this. <laughs> it's also funny that like, they apparently, or the southerners apparently have this rule not to keep too much harmonium in one place, mm -hmm. which I found interesting, like that little comment from Alec, because I don't see a reason why that would be, like just storing it somewhere. I don't think it would spontaneously combust or whatever. So maybe mm -hmm. I had a thought that it's sort of the reverse of the, this sort of trust situation that the Kandra had with the Lord Ruler, where they were gathering all the atium in one place, maybe says it wants to avoid that and like wants to disperse ammonium as much as possible for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I don't know if like if there's anything to this rule or if it's sort of a precaution from Harmony's end. Hmm. Makes me wonder if it's like what is the reaction that they notice because it does say that it it reacts differently, right? Then small amounts so what does it do when there's a bunch of it all together we don't know yeah no clue whatsoever <laughs> find out on next episode when steris mentions that the bead as it's separating that it seems to want to divide because it rearranges mm -hmm. itself to to separate into basically ruin and preservation it's making me wonder about how we know harmony and discord and if it's arranged in a certain way, like maybe like a lattice or something in one way, it likes to stay together. But if it rearranges into another way, maybe it's easier to come apart. Mm -hmm. I was just, it was just making me think about because wax is thinking about how harmonium is unstable because harmony has trouble acting because his two aspects work against each other. So I was just trying to think of how we can convert what he's saying about their aspects into like physical properties of metal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see it being like, because they, they note here that it's not a, co a real alloy or a normal alloy of atrium and lorasium. Mm. It's something different. And they are essentially new elements altogether, these God metals. And they are sort of investiture elements in a way. Like they're not made of up of protons, neutrons, electrons or whatever, but an investiture equivalent. Mm -hmm. So I assume or somehow maybe what they are trying to achieve here is nuclear fission on an investiture level. Maybe somehow. It, again, it's like the closest analogy we have, I feel like. So yeah, maybe this rearranging is also because they would form different crystal structures in the end, like different crystal lattices. And they they are not fully split yet, but like the the I don't know I guess you also need intent to split them uh, at some mm. point probably because it's a cosmere and like the 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 identity of the metal is somehow slowly getting there of I don't know but that but maybe that trellium spike or the little mini piece of trellium that they're using is that little push of intent that it needs. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe. <laughs> Which I guess I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I I'd be very surprised if we if this already was the key and like we already have them separate at this point. But I think Wex is getting close and like is onto mm -hmm. something there at least. But I don't know how you could in the end solve it. Like I'd never have expected this to be a thing at all where you see these separate aspects of the metal somehow manifesting. Like it's all mm. new ground for us as well. <laughs> well, I think I have talked about all the points that I wanted to make about chapter 15. How about you? Yeah, same. Uh, more questions after like after yeah. every week's chapter. But <laughs> Honestly, cliffhanger after cliffhanger, I swear. Yeah. These, these preview chapters are killer. All right, so... That has been chapter 14 and 15 of The Lost Metal. Thank you for joining us. And please, if you want to discuss anything, join us on our 17th Shard forums, our Discord channel. And uh, remember to subscribe to our Patreon. Bye. Bye.